Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. Losing a child is one of the most heartbreaking ordeals parents-to-be can experience. Alarmingly, new research from the University of Melbourne and the Pink Elephant Support Network shows that women are not being adequately supported by healthcare providers after a miscarriage. The network's co-founder and managing director, Samantha Payne, is one of many advocates helping women through the devastating process of early pregnancy loss. I'm joined by her now. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Preliminary results from this survey show that three quarters of women suffering a miscarriage weren't offered resources or assistance after the fact. That seems like a really big number. Why does that even happen? It's a huge number. Um, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it has confounded our belief all along. We believe part of it is because miscarriage generally has been framed as common and it's something that happens a lot. It's almost become something that people are immune to and they're not aware of the impact of it and the impact is that it is can induce an intense period of emotional distress and if that's left unsupported then it leads to anxiety and depression so this is a huge gap in the healthcare system and we're doing our part in filling that gap to a certain degree but it's huge and we need help to do that it's a difficult one I think there's so many different contributing factors like the fact that it's taboo still to talk about miscarriage which in 2019 is crazy um And then there's also the whole 12-week rule where women don't share that they're pregnant before 12 weeks for fear of losing a pregnancy. But then if you lose a pregnancy and you haven't told anyone, it's even harder to ask and reach out for support then. So there's a lot of elements that contribute to this reason. But the alarming fact is, yeah, that over three quarters of women told us that they're not feeling supported, that their healthcare professionals are not giving them a clear referral pathway. So we really want to work with healthcare professionals. We think they're also under the pump. They're extremely busy. They see a lot of cases presenting of miscarriage and sometimes that they can become immune to the impact of it. So we want to work, run awareness and education campaigns and work with healthcare professionals to basically work together to support the needs of our community. So you just mentioned that there's this understanding that miscarriage is common. Do we know how often it happens? Yeah. um, So one in three women will experience an early pregnancy loss in their lifetime. Wow. It's huge. um, And it's much bigger than I think we've ever addressed before. Within Australia, there'll be 283 women today who hear the words, I'm sorry, there is no heartbeat. It's it's massive. And then like annually, there's like 103,000 couples going through the heartache of early pregnancy loss. What are some of the common emotional and physical responses to losing a child? Because like you say, people will say, oh, it was a miscarriage and there's no detail about that. Mm. But if you talk to a woman who's experienced a miscarriage, there's so much that's going on there physically and emotionally. Absolutely. Um, So you've got the physical side of the loss, which most people don't understand that it doesn't happen overnight and it can be a prolonged, agonising few weeks of losing your baby physically. Your hormones, you are pregnant and then all of a sudden a huge drop in like progesterone and estrogen I think are the two main hormones that come into play so you've got the physical side of things and how that impacts your body and then you have the emotional impact of loss which is where we really support women and it's grief and it's trauma 
no one sets out to have a pregnancy to lose a pregnancy. So, And it's in a really quick moment generally that women find out that they're losing their babies. For example, they may go to a scan and have what's called a missed miscarriage where you think everything's all right. You're still presenting with pregnancy symptoms. Your boobs are still swollen. You still feel very much nauseated. And then you have, for example, your 12-week scan and unfortunately there's no heartbeat and that's just devastating to the woman who's going through it so it is grief um my personal experience of loss it was the first time I felt a real deep-seated lack of control and I really struggled with that because we're taught in life that you work hard and you can achieve what you want and we all go through our 20s and we're all trying to not get pregnant and have these amazing (laughs) careers and then you try and get pregnant and it's not as easy as what we're led to believe and then yes you've got so many different factors again coming into play and all need addressing and the woman and her partner need support through both of those. The research um, that you did in conjunction with the University of Melbourne Mm. found that women and their partners aren't often being given the right information at the time of a miscarriage. What's being missed? So we found sadly that only 22% of women were actually even getting a referral to a support organisation such as ours. There's a huge gap. So within Australia, we're the only charity that's specific to early pregnancy loss. There's 55,000 charities in Australia. There are other charities which support later term loss and some also support miscarriage as well. And they all do amazing work within the space that we operate within. Um, But no one's ever gone on to create an organisation that specifically supports the need of early pregnancy loss. And we believe that's important because it validates that your loss matters just as much as a later term loss. Because if you look at the evidence, the impact, the mental health impact is very much the same as any type of grief or loss within life. One of your charity ambassadors, Tanya McManus, Mm. was told to get an ultrasound um, take a Panadol and just go home and wait for it to end. Obviously, that's an awful situation to be in, but what should have happened then? So at that point, she should have been given a referral to a support organisation such as ours. The way that that information, that it's devastating to her. She's just lost everything, her dreams, her future she'd envisioned in that one cruel swift moment. So that news needs to be delivered with empathy and with understanding and validation to her that her loss mattered and to her that her baby mattered. Because no matter how common miscarriage is to the woman who's going through it right there at that point, it's her baby. And there's no way of saying, oh, it happens to one in four pregnant, or at least there should never be any of those phrases used at all. So yeah, we try and educate healthcare professionals around that. And then also in terms of you validate that the loss matters, you offer the empathy and understanding, and then you offer a clear referral onto a support organisation such as ourselves. And if I was told that after I'd gone for a, a ultrasound or whatever to find the heartbeat, I think I'd be really confused. I mean, apart from the loss and the grief, I'd be like, but this, I've been coming uh, to get checkups. I've been watching what I eat. What's going to happen to me physically? Yeah, so there's a whole other layer that starts to come into play then, which is self-doubt and self-blame, which is really common with miscarriage. We see it present a lot within our communities, online communities, where women start to blame themselves. Was it that one glass of wine I had? Was it when I ran for school pickup for my other children? Was it because I was a little bit stressed at work at that time? Um, so that comes into play as well. Again, another reason why women need to be connected with other women who are going through this, who can let them know that it's okay, it's normal to feel those feelings. 
But it's not your fault. No, it's absolutely not your fault. Nothing you can do can cause you to have a miscarriage. And that's a really important message that women need to hear. You've recently produced a video um, featuring women sharing their um, support experiences directly following the news of miscarriage. How does this assist with the women's recovery journey? It's, again, a validation and it's opening up the conversation. It's removing that taboo, removing the stigma and the shame that's commonly associated with miscarriage. Again, where we don't share our pregnancies before 12 weeks has been the common in history. Then the issue is then that women don't feel comfortable sharing the loss and then they don't receive the support that they need. So we advocate for choice. We think that women should maybe inform a few close friends so that if something does happen they have that support we don't say that you have to post it on social media but again it's personal choice on what you're comfortable with so yeah part of the video and the reason that we've got those short series of different videos is to challenge the stigma that's associated with miscarriage to break down that taboo to open up conversations around early pregnancy loss so that even women who've not been impacted themselves personally have the language to have a genuine conversation that will impact a woman going through loss in the right way. Samantha, it's an incredible organisation. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Thank you for having us. I've been speaking to the Pink Elephant Support Network's co-founder and managing director, Samantha Payne. If you need support, check out the links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.